uh, while Democrats had a good night on Tuesday, scoring the governor's seat in conservative Kentucky, securing the Virginia state legislature and solidifying abortion rights in Ohio, some in the party remain concerned about President Biden's chances at re-election. A new CNN poll shows both Nikki Haley and former President beating uh, President Biden in a general election matchup, while Ron DeSantis' lead is within the margin of error. Let's discuss with Vanity Fair special correspondent Molly Jong Fast, uh, CNN political commentator Essie Cup, and Republican strategist Gavin Smith. Uh, guys, great to see all of you. Um, Essie, let me start with you. I mean, what do you, what do you make of what we have uh, seen over the past week? There was all of this uh, hue and cry over the, the New York Times-Siena College poll on Sunday and these battleground state numbers and so on. And then 48 hours later, the Democrats did pretty well on Tuesday night. They had this debate on Wednesday on, on the Republican side of things. Donald Trump didn't show up, but he's still in the driver's seat. What, what is your sense of everything right now? Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. Um, Democrats obviously did very well on Tuesday, and I'm not sure that that's a huge reflection of how well Biden will do in 2024. Obviously, Democrats have figured out the secret sauce that uh, abortion can um, can be a, a hill that Republicans are, you know, figuratively and politically willing to die on, and Democrats are happy to take advantage of that. And in fact, abortion seems to be saving them from, you know, crime, um, immigration issues, a border crisis, uh, an economy that not everyone feels is performing well for them. So that's on the left. Um, on on the right, it doesn't seem like Republicans have learned that lesson that abortion bans and extremist abortion policy are just really, really unpopular. And Republicans all over the country are going to to pay the price for that, even in red states. So. Whether parties learn the lessons going forward, um, you know, into 2024, that's the big question that remains to be seen. Molly, what do you think? You know, I think Republicans have a lot of really unpopular ideas, not just bans, but they have problems when it comes to, you know, they want legalizing marijuana is wildly popular. They have, you know, there are a bunch of these kind of uh, ideas that Democrats can run on. I also think, you know, the Democratic Party has sort of values and, you know, they're offering people, they're saying, you know, they're against book bans and government overreach. You know, Republicans have gone really kind of far afield and they have really focused on things like school boards and, and a lot of them lost this election. For example, Mom for Liberty, which was this group that was very concerned with books that your children read and hope to ban books. They lost almost all the seats they were running for. So I think the American people don't like this kind of authoritarianism. And Gavin, let me let me talk to you about uh, what took place at the Republican debate on Wednesday. Nikki Haley, I mean, it was widely uh, believed that she had a pretty strong night. Uh, but she did, I, I think she sort of carved out her own space on abortion. Let's listen to what she had to say and let's talk about it on the other side. Much as I'm pro-life, I don't judge anyone for being pro-choice, and I don't want them to judge me for being pro-life. So when we're looking at this, there are some states that are going more on the pro-life side. I welcome that. There are some states that are going more on the pro-choice side. I wish that wasn't the case, but the people decided. Yeah, Gavin, I mean, what do you think? I, it, was, it was a really different, uh, striking tone, I thought, from Nikki Haley on this issue of abortion. Of course, it was, you know, right after what took place on Tuesday, and Democrats did so well on that issue. What do you think of that? 
Well, Jim, you know, I proudly worked for Nikki Haley, uh, very first job in, pol in politics. And what I can tell you is that Nikki Haley, she gets it. She understands that we need a new generational leader. I think the poll that you guys were just talking about, it indicates that. I mean, Biden is not doing well with younger voters. And I think that that goes back to the magic number of age. Someone like Nikki Haley, she's six points ahead of Joe Biden in a head-to-head -head matchup in that same poll. And I think that's because Nikki Haley is younger. And I think the other thing that she is sort of, you know, taking a different avenue or a different approach to is she's being more um, meeting people in the middle. You know, you know, I just won an election in, in South Carolina. I serve on our town council and I knocked on thousands of doors. And I say that because when I talked with those voters, when I got out of the beltway and talked with those voters, the, the voters are just earning they're just looking for someone to to be reasonable to meet them in the middle rather than being hyper left or hyper right and i think that's what nikki haley is trying to do is be more sensible and take a more sensible approach rather than just saying it's my way or the highway yeah and se i mean but the problem though is is that i mean for nikki haley and the other republican candidates is that donald trump is just so far out in front of this field and so many of these important states that are coming up very quickly. And he says things uh, that, I mean, normally would, uh, you know, sink any Republican candidate in any previous election before 2016. I mean, uh, earlier today, he was in New Hampshire. He was praising dictators and talking about uh, China's Xi Jinping as somebody who is right out of central casting. Let's play this and talk about it on the other side. President Xi is like central casting. There's nobody in Hollywood that can play the role of President Xi. The look, the strength, the voice. It's good to have a good relationship with Putin and Xi and all these people that have lots of nuclear weapons. And Kim Jong-un I had a good relationship with. He's a tough, smart guy. You know, S.E., it's, it's extraordinary to hear Trump continue to praise these dictators. And I thought, you know, when I listened to a lot of Republican lawmakers up on Capitol Hill, they, they tend to uh, be of the mindset that China is not somebody that we should be throwing our arms around. Uh, what do you make of all this, what we're hearing from, from the former president? Uh, we're just, we're so numb to the craziness of this. I mean, Trump is central casting for the buffoon president. I mean, it's almost right out of idiocracy. And all of this stuff would have been disqualifying, should have been disqualifying, right? The idea that a president or a former president would praise dictators, especially one in the middle of a war like Putin. I mean, it's it's crazy. And and yet it's it's just part of the mix, right? He's also saying if he becomes president to weaponize his position of power, to punish his enemies. I mean, this is way beyond Nixonian and stuff that um, I think we all decided was was bad. And yet it's been completely resurrected and he's normalized it by sheer volume because he just keeps doing it and you can't keep up with it. And for his fans and his voters, this is what makes him great. For the rest of us, this is what makes him really, really scary and dangerous. And Molly, the New York Times has, has a new piece and, and CNN has confirmed a lot of this. Uh, sweeping raids, giant camps and mass deportations. This is the headline in the New York Times. Inside Trump's 2025 immigration plans. And the New York Times writes, if he regains power, Donald Trump wants not only to revive Revive some of the immigration policies criticized as draconian during his presidency, but extend, ex, expand and toughen them. Um, I mean, you know, a lot of this, and I think the New York Times picked up on this and, and made this comment as well, is that there's, there's, and just a dovetail of what, off of what we were talking about a few moments ago about Trump praising dictators, 
there is a real authoritarian feel to what Trump is proposing on the immigration front. Yeah, I mean, there's a real authoritarian feel to everything Trump does because, because let me tell you, he's an authoritarian. Um, yeah, of course. And I would also add that, you know, Joe Biden is not some radical leftist. Democrats picked him because he was very much a sort of conservative Democrat. And many, and he's been criticized for a lot of very sort of mainstream, uh, you know, political reactions, which have actually really, I think, done him well. So the idea that somehow there's going to be a Republican that's more moderate is kind of a little bit silly. But I also think, you know, when you talk about these bad polls and Biden, which is like the favorite of everyone in the in the pundit industrial complex right now, the truth is that we've had bad polls for Democrats again and again and again since 2020. And I'm still waiting for that red wave I was promised in 2022. So I'm just not putting a lot of salt in these polls. And, you know, I, I think people will remember what Trump is like, and they will once again have to reject him. And, Gavin, I'm sure you saw this. Trump suggested that, and, and as he was talking about this a few moments ago, suggested that he could use the Department of Justice to indict his political opponents. Uh, I, and I have to wonder, Gavin, I mean, because I remember seeing you out on the campaign trail when you worked for Donald Trump, and I know you have very different feelings about him now. Inside the Trump base, obviously, this is wildly popular when he talks in this fashion. But do you think that they have any sense inside Trump world how this just does not work within a lot of independent voters, a lot of swing district voters, swing state voters? Well, I think let's tie this back to the poll that we were just talking about with Biden v. Trump and Nikki Haley v. Trump. I think this is why you see Trump narrowly leading Biden in a head-to-head -head and Nikki Haley beating him by six points. It's because Nikki Haley isn't, um, you know, proposing these authoritarianism um, policies, whereas Donald Trump, I mean, it's like he wants to use the government to punish anyone that's ever disagreed with him. And that is just that, I mean, that is exactly who Donald Trump is. And I would say to voters, when someone shows you who they are, you should believe them. And I think Donald Trump has shown us who he is and we should believe him as voters. And Essie, very quickly, just finally, uh, the, the uh, proposal that came from uh, the new House Speaker Mike Johnson today to keep the government running, it sounds as though some inside the Republican conference, people like Chip Roy are saying no. Uh, it, it sounds as though that this may not fly over in the Senate and over at the White House either. So here we go. Buckle up. Six days until the government shutdown. Yeah, it's coming up, and this proposal is really just a bunch of more CRs, right, to fund the government yeah. through January and then again through February. So we're not out of the woods, not by any means.